Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Hello, I'm Sandy Jones, and I'd like to welcome you to Christian Living Spotlight, where each week we take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in the pages of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the people who've made this show possible through their generous grant. We have a great show for you today. Joining me is my good friend, and I mean that, my good friend Jason Billister, who is the VP of Development of the Boise Rescue Mission. Jason was our cover story way back in January of 2017. Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Good morning, Sandy. I'm doing great, and I'm grateful to be with you. That, that famous good morning. I love that. That You know, um, we used to go to a networking thing together. Yeah. And I always look forward to that because no matter what the weather was, no matter what the temperature in the room was emotionally, that good morning was always a chipper bright spot. It's kind of like your signature. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank you. I love it. So, you know, we talked about it in my intro. I mentioned that you were our cover story in January of yeah. 2017. And you shared a lot of your personal testimony. I went back, um, actually, last night and reread the story. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I had forgotten some of this. Yeah. And so, but can you share? Because because our listeners can go back into our archives and they can read the story. Yeah. But what brought you to the Boise Rescue Mission? You know, <laughs> well, growing up, my mom's side of the family were all entrepreneurs and millionaires. My dad's side were all pastors and missionaries. So for a year, I, I struggled with with my purpose in life. Was it to make money or was it to work for God and follow God's plan? So I bounced around for years and years, always looking for that greener grass. I was in Montana, New York, Canada, in Sun Valley, Pocatello, finishing up college. And I, I felt like I just kept chasing after something that wasn't there, not realizing that our joy comes from the Lord. I was looking for the happiness, things that gave me that quick fix, including making money. I moved to Boise to pursue a career with a pharmaceutical company, and <clears throat> I... I had blasted out my shiny resume, hoping they might scoop me up, recognizing that I was a college graduate and full of zeal. Well, they didn't call. <laughs> that was their loss, but uh, well, but, but our gain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the short of it is, I was out of money. I was really desperate. So here I am in Idaho. I didn't have any family here. Um, I really didn't know anybody. I had attended church on occasion. And I get a call from my grandma out in Washington, pastor's wife of 25 years. She called and said on a on a Sunday, I talked to somebody at church here, and she said, you should call Reverend Bill Roscoe. He runs the rescue mission, and he knows a lot of people. So That's four, true. Yeah. On, on both parts, anyway. <laughs> well, four months later... I did call. You see, I had to get past my ego. I had to get past, I had to get to the end of myself to really look up and see what God had for me. I called Reverend Bill Roscoe. We met. He met me in his office with a big smile on his face, a nice warm handshake. He looked at my resume and Sandy, he said, you want to come work for us? And? I said, no, I don't want to stagnate my career with a nonprofit, but thank you, Rev. So who do you know? Let's talk about connections and networking here. He, le I'll never forget, he leaned back in his office chair. He thought for a minute, about 10 seconds of an awkward pause, and he said, 
Young man, there's the door. As he pointed with his his index finger, pointed towards the door, and he said, I'm going to call you in a week. I want you to pray for a week. I want you to come work for us. Have a good day. Oh, my goodness. And? I prayed for a week, and I joined the rescue mission team. I love it. What a great story. What a great testimony. It's not even a story. It's a testimony because of all the lives that have been touched. Mm -hmm. You guys have a magnificent team. Anyone who knows me personally will know that that the rescue mission is one of my favorites, Mm -hmm. and and we do everything we can, but that's personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. We we try hard to support the rescue mission because we see so many success stories, and we see the people that you've helped. So give us some kind of an idea what's going on. Um, you know, what, what's gone on the last year? I mean, it's COVID changed everything. Yeah, so so yeah. what was 2021 like? You know, uh, pre, let's say pre-COVID, post-COVID, pre-COVID, we had four to five, we would average four to 500 homeless men, women, and children sleeping in our beds every night. During COVID, <clears throat> you know, we were COVID-free up till June of 21. Yep. Thanking God. And, and here's what happened. That media message was out. There's a contagious virus and you may die. Sandy, we had a hundred homeless guests leave literally overnight. They were afraid. Pack their stuff, hop in their cars, hit the hills, contact family, check in the motels, hotels. There were a hundred people left overnight. So we dropped from between four and 500 to 300. Wow. And then we went down a little bit more. People were genuinely scared. The one place where you think you can find safe shelter and hot meals suddenly becomes a risk for your health and your future. Large Uh, gatherings, yeah. Large gatherings. So um, we ended up uh, doing the very best we could to deal with this COVID. And we were COVID-free for a long time, Mm -hmm. Sandy, thinking every day, praise God, his angels are surrounding us and protecting us. We received a phone call from the Idaho State Penitentiary saying, you know, we have a 70-year-old gentleman. He's topped out on his 30-year sentence. He's, he's ready to leave, but he doesn't have any family. He doesn't have any money. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Uh, and by the way, he has cancer, emphysema, and COPD. Boise Rescue Mission, can you take him? Of course, we said we'd love to. Our doors are open. We're here to rescue people. Right. We took him in. He was COVID-free before he came in a week into it, Sandy. He had COVID. He collapsed in the bathroom. One of our staff members scooped him up, carried him back to his bed. That's where COVID started. That's terrible. That's sad. And with... and. Cancer and COPD, and what was the third thing? Cancer, emphysema, and COPD. Oh, my goodness. I can't, yeah. I want to ask, did he make it? No, he died a couple of months later, not staying with us. He had had been transferred to the hospital. He had passed then. That's sad. But, yeah, how sad. But he knew the love and the support that is at the mission. So what's going on today? How how is is that turning around? I know my husband my own husband mm-hmm. has COPD. So yeah. we have been lived a very restricted life the last 2 years and with the numbers down the way yeah. they are, we are back at, as you know and yeah. we're back out circulating. Yeah. I I have been but but he has now joined me back out among the living. And so how is this impacting the rescue mission? You know, we've been COVID-free and doing pretty well. You know, here's another issue. We have right now about 25 to 30 children 
homeless children living with their parents in our facilities. So whatever they catch in the classroom, they bring into our facility. So of course, the, the flu bug, the colds, uh, so those are still circulating. It's it's pretty typical. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, for the most part, uh, our guests are staying well. We had 295 homeless guests sleep in our beds last night. 295, that's a lot. But you know, I'm, I'm a mom and a grandma. Mm-hmm. So when you tell me 25 to 30 homeless children yeah that really resonates with me the seniors um it's it just it staggers me and it breaks my heart yeah um so speaking of that you know everybody doesn't there it's not an aspiration to become homeless Mm -hmm. so how does how does that happen sometimes we see it as as being caused by typically uh untreated undiagnosed mental illness yeah which is really connected to point number two, which is chemical dependency or substance abuse that turns into an addiction of sorts. And then thirdly, being unemployed or underemployed. But I'll tell you, Sandy, the underpinning problem that we see at the rescue mission that contributes to homelessness is disintegration of families. Yeah, that's tragic. Where do I go? There's no safety net of support. If, if If your house burns down, you've got people to call. If my house burns down, we have people to call. Not everybody has that luxury. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes families just fall apart. Yeah, you know, water under the bridge, and mm-hmm. and that's and that's very difficult. Um, so can you tell me one one of the things that we have talked about in the past, whether it's you and I talking, or mm-hmm. whether it's Rev and I talking, or one of the one of the other people on your team, yeah. is you know a lot of people, and especially with the current rate of inflation, mm-hmm. that is also contributing to homelessness. Yeah, rents go up. Yeah. faster than employment, and. So that's, you know, not everybody, not everybody saw themselves ever being homeless. Mm-hmm. So you've got some new stuff going on at the mission. So tell us what's new. You know, we, we do and praise God for it. And, and I've got to tell you, thanks to the, the uh, generous and compassionate community we live in, and, and you and Steve resonate. I mean, your positive impact is felt here across the valley. And there are so many people in churches that want to be involved, that want to help in some capacity. And and I'll tell you what happened. We were offered a 55,000 square foot building on 3.7 acres, previously an assisted living home with 100 rooms, Sandy. Each one has its own bathroom, its own shower. And we were provided that opportunity uh, one we couldn't pass up. I mean, the deal yes. was right uh, to provide transitional housing for our guests. That is such a blessing. And, it, and it's funny because when I first heard this, I had to look it up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the same assisted living that my dear sweet mother-in-law lived at. <gasps> wow. So I'm very familiar with the property. Yeah. Yeah. Um, spent lots of hours there. You know, yeah. she's been gone 10 years now, but I, I have spent lots and lots and lots of days and hours there. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful facility it is. So what are you calling it? Sunrise Transitional Housing. But here's the funny part. It's S. It's spelled S-O-N, representing Jesus, the Son who rose for us. I love that. What a perfect name for a gospel-based mission. Amen. I love that. I love that. So ETA on that. I know you and I were talking earlier in the week, um, and and like everything else, supply chain, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. labor shortages, all yeah. of that. So what's what's the ETA on opening that? Because you're having to do some remodeling and some updating and some yeah. different things. So so tell us a little bit about that. Well, we're we're hoping we're looking at tentatively late August, early September 
to fully open. But he, here's what it means. It means that we need to replace the windows, some of the flooring, the heaters, the, or the, the um, HVAC system, the kitchen. You know, there's a lot that needs to be done. And we want to make some of these rooms uh, um, larger that would accommodate whole families. We have whole families. We have single parent families with multiple children, veterans, foster kids who have aged out, some of our elderly guests, some of the of, of our guests at the Rest Commission have completed our recovery programs. So this is going to meet a lot of needs, yeah. but the rooms also have to be bigger. So we're going to have so many triple rooms. I think we're going to have about seven or eight triple rooms and so many double rooms and then so many single rooms. That's so cool. And they're lovely rooms. That's, you know, but you're right. If a family could not have lived in my mother-in-law's room, it was a bedroom with a bath, a private yeah. bathroom. And that yeah. was such a blessing for her. Um, you know, at, at 100 years old, she was a fiercely private lady. And I think that sometimes we overlook that need for privacy. Yeah. And so what a blessing, what a gift that is. So you have lots of success stories at the rescue mission. I'm kind of mm-hmm. shifting gears here, but the yeah. transitional living also leads into this. Can you share a success story or two with us today with our listeners? Certainly. We thank God every day that we get to serve our homeless guests. And here's the best part. And you can see God's fingerprints over it. Over the last 10 years, more than 400 homeless guests have successfully moved out of the rescue mission each year and have not returned. They're now independent, self-sufficient, gainfully employed, and really on their own feet, reconnecting with families. Some get married. Some go off in their careers. Um one of my very favorite stories is we had we had a, a lady named I'm going to call her Carrie. Carrie grew up in Idaho Falls. Um, uh, mom and dad, you know, had parents, both parents. Her mom committed suicide when she was four months oh old. Her mom had untreated and un- undiagnosed mental illness. We think it was schizophrenia. So her dad attempted to raise her as a single child and as a single parent, and. Um, Carrie described her dad as being emotionally unavailable. He taught her how to hunt and fish, but that was really about it. Carrie ran away when she was 13, ended up living with her aunt and an uncle in a different area. She lived with him for a couple of years and then ran away again. Carrie hit the streets, uh, became a mother of four, became a heroin addict. She became a prostitute in order to support her heroin habit and her kids. And I'm going to fast forward through this story. Uh, but Sandy, she, K- Carrie found herself standing before a judge. And he, as the judge is looking right down on her, he said, Carrie, you have two options. I can send you to prison for a long time and you lose everything, including your children. Or I can t- sentence you to Boise Rescue Mission's new life addiction recovery program. What would you prefer? And she sent me to prison. So many of our guests, Sandy, have been on that path of pain. Their identities are rooted in hurt and brokenness. What's the point? Yeah. And as she said that to the judge, he sat back in his chair, thought about it for a minute, and, and he shot back, no. He said, I'm going to sentence you to Boise Rescue Mission's new life addiction recovery program at their city light shelter. And you know what he said? I'm going to check in on you in six months to make sure that you're on course and doing well. And you know what? He held to his word. He did check in on Carrie within six months. She was doing really well, successfully graduated our program. Um, She has remained... um, um, Drug-free? Drug-free. She has her family back. She's doing really well. And she has been gainfully employed at Boise Rescue Mission now for several years. What an amazing story. So... 
I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, do you think that part of the reason that she took the prison, she, she chose the prison sentence because she didn't have the self-worth? Mm-hmm. She was just so broken that she just didn't have the self-worth to think that she was worthy of becoming clean and having a good, wholesome life? I, I absolutely agree with you, and yes. And then having, there's there's no one to fall back on. There's no safety net. Yeah. So do I want to go back to more more pain or just lock me up and throw away the key? You know, it's it's so it's so common in in the people that I work with. Uh, you know, there there's yeah. a and there's an actual ministry behind the the pretty magazine and the radio and yeah. all the fun stuff. There's actually a ministry, and we get some really interesting phone calls. And and often when I'm dealing with somebody that's going through a tragic portion of their life, they are completely broken and they have no self worth. Yeah. And you know, I speaking to someone the other day, and they're like, I can't even pray. And I'm like, you know, at the deepest depths of my despair, when our daughter-in-law was fighting terminal illness, I said there were days when I would just simply say to God, I don't have the words to pray today. You have to talk to my heart. Wow. And so I, I recognized that from my own brokenness, yeah. but it was never about my self-worth. Yeah. And so um, I, I just wondered if maybe it was a self-worth issue. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, how can people get involved? Uh, you, you know, thank you for asking, and we absolutely love our community. We love your listeners, and and thank you for your question. You know, I encourage you to come down and take a tour through our facilities. It's an eye-opener. You'll meet our staff, and you'll get to see the work firsthand. Uh, may I encourage your volunteers to get involved, or your listeners to come down and volunteer. Uh, you want to surf meals, you want to paint a room, you want to uh, sort through clothing. You know, we're giving away 2,000 articles of clothing a month. That's and amazing. We're, well, we're able to do that yeah. thanks to the help of our volunteers. Um, you know, if you'd like to make a gift or tour that new Sunrise facility, uh, make a gift towards something and make a positive impact. That is that is so cool. So I know you've got needs. You just talked about you give away 2,000 articles of clothing a yeah. month. Yeah. What are some of the needs at the rescue mission? Well, socks and underwear are pretty high up on that list, Sandy. New ones. New, new ones, folks. <laughs> Not the holiest of holies. <laughs> we want the new ones. Sorry. Yeah. I, um, the first time I heard new, I thought, really? You have to be told that? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, new socks and underwear, new, especially new. the underwear. Yeah. Um, any other needs? Um, you know, there are. Um, on our website, Sandy, at boiserm.org, we have an updated needs list every month. Um, uh, so, for example, in the summertime, we need flip-flops for our, our adults and our children. In the wintertime, we need boots to keep feet warm. Yeah. Yeah, that was one thing the Rev and I talked about when he was here last fall. Yeah. I, I had been on there and you needed children's boots. And again, that broke my heart. I was yeah. just, and he goes, Well, Sandy, old men need boots too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bill. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um and, and you do tours. How do you, how do you set up a tour? Call me. Call you. I'm I'm your tour guide. <laughs> I love that. Um, You're a great tour guide. You've you've given me a couple you. of tours. Yeah. yeah. And I am coming to see Sunrise Transitional right. Housing because I want to see the changes. But I just I love to visit your facilities and yeah. see what you guys are doing. It's, yeah. It is very inspiring to me. So again, you mentioned that the website is boiserm.org. What other things can you tell us? What? How can our listeners or someone who is in need? Yeah. How do, How does that work? If you're in need, how? If I find myself homeless tonight, Jason. Mm-hmm. What, what's the steps? What do I do? You know, I, I encourage your listeners to share this information. Um, you know what? Dial 211. 
two and one in our in our eyes is a really incredible community resource. You can find out what resources are available throughout the community. Whether you need a bus pass or a tank of gas or a place to stay, a hot meal, uh, you need to cover rent for a month. So dial two one one on your phone. They'll point you to several agencies that can help out. Or give us a call at the rescue mission directly. Uh, Sandy, people check in every day. They walk up to the front steps, knock on the door, we welcome them in, and then we ask the question, what caused you to be homeless and how can we help? That's awesome. And it's always so full of compassion. And compassion. I just love it. Um, anything that we've neglected to talk about today that would benefit mm-hmm. the Boise Rescue Mission? Mm-hmm. Well, we couldn't do what we do without our incredibly generous community. And we don't receive a government penny. We don't receive, there's just no federal, state, local, county, government money coming in, Sandy. So I encourage your listeners to prayerfully consider making a gift. Uh, It could be towards food or towards a program or towards our guests or just general um, gift. And I also, you know what we need more than anything? We need intercessors. We need people who are praying on our behalf that our guests remain safe and we can provide the high level of care that they need. That's I there is it is never lost on me the power of intercessory prayer. Um I want to touch real quickly and we're we're coming up on the last couple of minutes here, but I want to touch real quickly cuz you mentioned that you get no government funding and yeah. that is so that you can continue to preach the gospel yeah. every single day. Yeah. Um you know, and I have heard some phenomenal salvation stories. Yeah coming out of the rescue mission these people who are broken and hopeless and have no self-esteem suddenly find that there is a living loving savior who died on a cross for them yeah wow what a second what a second chance so jason i want to thank you so much for joining me today you're a great friend um i know i said that but and i say that because i'm friends with everybody but you and i are generally are genuinely our friends and i thank you for that you always motivate me you always inspire me to do that next best thing oh my goodness we've run out of time if you'd like to read jason's original story you can find it under the past issues tab on our website christianlivingmag.com where you can also read our current edition for our listeners in southern Idaho, we thank we invite you to pick up a copy of Christian Living Magazine at over 600 locations. Jason, thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sandy. We appreciate you and God bless you and thank you for your ministry. Oh, thank you so much. You know, it's I pinch myself every day. This is what mm-hmm. God has called me to do. What a blessing. Folks, I hope you'll join us again next week. We'll do our best to make it worth your time. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. 
Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.